Hey everybody and welcome to the Bonsai Podcast. I'm your host Mike. I'm Pixel. your host Tyler. What the what the fuck was that? Sorry, <laughs> uh, I said my I said my last name this time. Baron. Uh, there you go. Uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, today we are going to be talking about the legend that is of Zelda. Also, we are joined currently by Cole and Icarus. I'm sure more people will pop in as time goes. We will see. Uh, but yeah, this is a this is a first time we're doing a, a, a podcast specifically about a video game series, so mm. that'll be fun. Yeah, and of course, you can't talk about The Legend of Zelda without talking about Nintendo and the series creator. Sekiro Miyamoto! Yes, uh, the the legend, the man, the myth himself, Shigeru Miyamoto. Our, our favorite uh, person when we were working on Tricycle to say that he made everything and then to get mad at him about it. Yeah, and also we get, uh, I mean, I, dude, uh, when we're playing Splatoon and shit gets fucked up, like getting shot through walls or getting constant disconnects or uh winning but devin losing points um <laughs> we uh we still say we're gonna call it miyamoto and launch a fucking complaint um god damn yeah. it miyamoto <laughs> exactly he's uh he's the more or less the face of nintendo like i i don't know why they put that that other dude in the directs and not have shigeru do, like what like that that guy has that guy like makes me unhappy when I see him. Like they, he they just probably, looks like a stern old Japanese man. Yeah, they probably asked Miyamoto, and he's like, "Nah." Yeah, like, that, will, will you will you do it for like a minute? And and he's like, "Nah." They're like, "But like, you get to you you get to talk about the Pikmin mobile game," and he's like, "Oh well, now fuck yes, <laughs> fuck, fuck yeah, yes. get me in there. I'm the biggest Pikmin Bloom player. I'm gonna make myself a new shirt." All right. Um, so yeah, so so the Legend of Zelda is, uh, I mean, like not to not to be too. Icarus says they've never played a Zelda game. You're out of oh, your goddamn fuck. mind. You're lying. You gotta be lying. You gotta be. Why? Lying. I don't believe you. Why do you um, hate yourself? Anyway, yeah. Um, so Legend of Zelda is, I mean, it's a, it's not to be too on on the nose, but it's it's a legendary series of video games. Um, pretty much no matter what happens, whenever one comes out, it immediately hits uh, 10 out of 10 or some bullshit like that on Metacritic or whatever. Um, not that all of the games are 10 out of 10s, but it is a storied and uh, pretty affluent, like not affluent, but uh, it's a very good series of video games. Some of the video games being considered some of the best games yeah it's like you know zelda Zelda is nintendo's other mainline series besides mario every time they come out with a new mainline game in the franchise it's groundbreaking in some way yeah yeah uh i mean there's 19 zelda games um in total not all of them are are mainline um i believe i've played all of them except for Triforce Heroes. Uh, oh, wow. I never I heard that was really never, good though. No, that one fucking sucked. That's why I didn't play it. Nobody, what? nobody. Yep. Fu- yeah, that was the 3DS game where like you had to team up as like a couple of links, like with other people online, in order to fucking play the game. Pretty oh, like much. you you had to. Oh, 
Uh, well, there's a there's a, I don't know if you had to, but there's a couple of games that were like that, like the Four Swords uh, and the Force. Uh, well, the, at least the Four Swords, the original one. I'm pretty sure you had to have at least one other person to play with you. Um, that one I pirated and played a little bit. Uh, I I had the Four Swords Adventures for the GameCube, which you could play alone. But again, that was like those those games were meant to be multiplayer experiences and they were kind of um not great like they 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 definitely stepped outside of the general zelda formula which we'll get into now so uh zelda was originally released or the legend of zelda was originally released in 1986 if i am if i'm correct i know i have it in my notes somewhere uh, yeah, 1986, and it was uh, created and designed by one Shigeru Miyamoto for the Nintendo Entertainment System and the Famicom Disk System. So Zelda, the original Zelda, it's an 8-bit game. Um, the Japanese version was better because they had already released the disk system add-on to uh, the Famicom, mm. which looks a lot different from the VCR-type Nintendo that we had in right. the States. So the disk system add-on actually played floppy disks. So the games were on like these weird floppy disks. They had better sound. Um, there was also uh, other functionality that the Famicom had. That the, For uh, those NES... of you that don't know, a floppy disk was like an early <laughs> CD. <laughs> Except it was in a square plastic container uh, because it was like it was like film. Almost like you ever opened up, you ever break a floppy disk open? And, like, yeah, see I have actually. It? Uh, Cole yeah. just said it's the save icon. Yeah, if you ever look at the save icon, it, it's it's a floppy disk still. Still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's because most systems are still run on like Windows Vista. Like, like uh, fucking, I'm pretty sure our government is still run on like old IBM fucking ThinkBooks mm-hmm. uh, or ThinkPads or whatever. But um. Yeah, so so the original Legend of Zelda, like one of the things that the Famicom had was like a speaker slash microphone in the controller. Uh, so there there were enemies in the first game that if like you yelled into your controller, it like killed the enemy, um, which you couldn't do with the NES, obviously. Uh, but it was a it was a groundbreaking game in a lot of ways. I think it was it was one of, if not the first game, where it was completely kind of open ended as to how you progressed through it. Um, there was really no direction other than like you start in an area and there's what looks like an entrance to a cave. You're kind of immediately directed there. Mm-hmm. You know, just by just by natural, like, well, hey, this is one place to go. I might as well just, go just there. Just by good fucking game design. <laughs> yeah, and you and you get the you get the sword, and you know it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Here's the your fucking sword. Yeah, and then you're you're out on your own. Um, and so the like again, this is during a time you know 1986 where most games were just you walked from left to right until the game was over, you know? Like, I mean, like, Shigeru Miyamoto was already a famous dude. He had already made Super Mario Brothers, which, I mean, it's fucking Mario. Do I have to explain that to anybody? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, but but Mario is a very linear game. You go from left to right 
to make it to the end. You know, yep. you don't have to kill any enemies if you don't want to. Like, but yeah, the idea is to parkour your way through this fucking level, finish the level, move on to the next level. Zelda doesn't have levels. It has dungeons, which you could consider levels, but you have to walk to the dungeon. You know, the game doesn't just like transport you there unless you have the fast travel stuff, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it, like just uh, what this was kind of like to to bring it into. I mean, I don't even know what kids like what blows kids minds anymore. But what blew my mind when I was a kid was Mario 64. Same. Again, another Shigeru Miyamoto game where I had grown up with the Super Nintendo and arcade cabinets. You know, the only thing that I had really played in 3D was maybe like, I don't know, House of the Dead or something like that. And again, that was an arcade cabinet. So it was like, you don't move through the 3D space, you're on rails. You, like mm-hmm. the 3D space is moved through for you and you just kind of shoot the screen. So like being able to not just move my character left or right or up and down um but like forwards and backwards and to the side and in a circle and like you know what i mean yeah, like now, get into now water you can go and, in infinite directions <laughs> yeah like it took me a while as a child to to fucking wrap my brain around the ability to control that especially with a stick with your thumb and it's you know it's 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 crazy it was crazy shit uh at this point you know the, like the ability to have um what it, it's not a Z axis. You got your X and a Y axis, right? Like the Y axis is is up and down, correct? I don't yes. do math very well. Yes. Uh, yeah. So you had a, you, all of a sudden you have a Y axis in control, um, and the Y like you're looking kind of it's almost like a top down, but it's isometric, you know. So so you're really able to open up this world and explore it, and it was obtuse, you know. This was kind of the first like dark soulsian experience of its time where like you're just kind of dumped into this place and expected to figure out how to get to the end um that being said while i own like eight different copies of zelda one i've never beat it because it's fucking old as shit (laughs) you know like it's it's a it's it's dated you know and and um it was dated when i was i was into video you know like when i was getting into video games um my first experience with a zelda game was a link to the past and even then um i was very young and i just thought it looked beautiful and i liked walking around until i got murdered by something dude i remember Um, i think we went over to some family friends for thanksgiving one time and they had a, a son that was slightly older than me who I don't think I'd ever mm-hmm. met before, but he was like, "Hey, we can play Zelda," and it, it was a link to the past uh, that he had on, on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, "Oh, that's that's cool." Uh, so we were like playing Zelda, and he had like a save file that was like really far along. Like he he was getting pretty close to being the game, and then we had to like uh, turn it off to eat dinner or whatever. And I don't know why, but I, I can't remember why exactly. But I had like, oh, I, I think I didn't know like where the off button was on the NES at the time or on the, yeah, on the, the Super Nintendo. Uh, so I like picked it up and he went, no, because apparently (laughs) it was like a broken (laughs) console and I picked it up and the game crashed and he lost all of his data. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So that was also one of the interesting things about, um, Zelda in Japan versus Zelda in America was that in Japan, because it was on the disc system, you could save. 
Um, I don't know. I don't remember if in America you could save, but I don't think you could. I don't think it was until Zelda. No, because even in Zelda 2, which we'll get to, uh, you couldn't save, um, which is a fucking nightmare, especially with that game. Um, so, yeah. So before we get any farther, let's talk about the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto himself. So it is... <sighs> Zelda was inspired by Shigeru Miyamoto's childhood. He was born November 16, 1952, in the Japanese town of Sonobu in Kyoto Prefecture. So, I actually uh, I, I I looked pretty pretty deep into his town. So, as of 2003, it uh, had an estimated population of 16,958 people, which is about the population of my hometown when I was growing up. Yeah, it's so pretty small. It's small. It's mm-hmm. really, really small. Um, there was only about 165 people per square kilometer, um, which, I mean, uh, um, that's not a lot of fucking people. You know, this was this is a this is a chill place. Um, Kyoto Prefecture is on Honshu and. Uh, in 2006, Sonobe, along with the towns of Hiyoshi and Yagi, uh, all from the Funai district, and the town of Miyama from the Kita, Kitakuara district, uh, were merged to create the city of Nantan. So, Sonobe no longer exists. The only thing that Sonobe had to its name was the fact that Shigeru Miyamoto was born there. Um, so, I looked into Nantan. It's about 41 miles northwest of Kyoto, uh, generally Kyoto is six and a half hours Southwest of Tokyo. It's a very, uh, pretty place. There's lots of shrines in Kyoto. Um, Nantan also has some shrines, uh, but there's basically nothing there except for a college. Like I went down to street view and everything like there's, it's, there's nothing fucking there. So this, you know, Miyamoto's, he's born in the fifties. He's a young kid. Uh, it's a small town. There's nothing to do. So he went and he played in the fucking woods. That's what we, that's, that's what you do. Uh, when, when you live that life, that's what I did. Um, that's what everybody I know did. We, we went to the woods, fuck blew shit up, lit fires, like <laughs> fucking hung out, found porn, you know, it was just, <laughs> it was just a great time. So one day Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, is walking around. Um, but, it, but this is Japan and Japan is a wild place. Um, geographically and naturally there's just a lot of more interesting things there than at least where i grew up uh where i grew up there's a lot of swamps and trees um and that's about it but where shigeru miyamoto grew up there was a lot of caves and lakes and rivers and just a lot more interesting geographical formations he was in particularly very interested in the proverbial motherfucking cave. Everybody's heard this story all the time, like a hundred times, mm-hmm. but basically what happened is he found his cave and he was like, Ooh, I want to go into cave. It's and a cave. It's like, cool. Yeah. But he's like, but I'm scared of going into the cave. Uh, so eventually he went to the cave and all of a sudden a bunch of bats flew all around him. And then he grew up to become Batman. Yep. That's um, what I was about to say. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but actually, eventually he, he went into the cave and, uh, that whole experience really stuck with him. Um, he was also wearing green booty shorts and tights while he was doing it. Uh, and that's what came, became Zelda event, mm-hmm. or the legend of Zelda eventually. So, um, most people know, 
uh, in the Legend of Zelda, you don't play as Zelda. You play as a young boy uh, named Link, Lonk. who was based off of Peter Pan, which is why he's uh, you know running around in his booty shorts with his his hairless boy legs hanging out for everybody to see. I thought he's wearing um, tights. He, I think he's been no. Uh, Zelda 1, no tights. Zelda 2, tights. Okay. So when he grew up, there's tights. Uh, but yeah. So um, game came out, wild success, big fucking deal, you know, revolutionary fucking game. Shigeru Miyamoto uh, puffs out his chests and he's like, I'm the fucking best again, again, because he had already he'd already created Donkey Kong. Um, he had worked on a few games before that. Uh, so Donkey Kong was his thing, Mario was his thing, and now Zelda was his thing. And he was just like, dude, I'm I'm I'm, I'm on fire awesome. right now. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking awesome. I'm Shigeru Miyamoto, and since then that's kind of been his vibe. Uh she, like he he's very personable on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh he's a fun person to see. He's always got a fucking smile on his face. Like yep. he's always doing something silly. And Nintendo guards him as though he's the president. Like they have see, they have like Nintendo secret service around him at E3 and shit. Yes. Uh when we were at E3 uh, for Tricycle, we saw Sugiro Miyamoto walking by, and he had like a dime, like an army of Japanese dudes in suits forming like a protective shell around him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing, I think part of that is because he doesn't want to talk to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, and another part of that, obviously, is because he's very valuable to that company. Um, and as time has gone on, he's become more and more valuable and more and more integral to the company. Um, he's basically a nice guy uh, from from pretty much everybody who has experienced him. However, he does have some personality flaws. Um, he's very shy and he's basically a bad dad. Uh, <laughs> not to his actual kids. We don't. I don't even know if he has kids. But when it comes to people who work for him, Shigeru, Moto, Shigeru Miyamoto is kind of a bad dad. Um, I have some quotes here. Uh, he is not involved in the minute details of development, but does oversee entire projects and identifies major issues. This part is bad. This part is bad. This part is bad. Uh, <laughs> if he says something good, if he says something is good, it's rare, and you know it's good. Also, uh, although he's been saying quite a few things are good, I should say he's actually a shy person. Even when he thinks something is well done, he would often uh, not say that to someone directly. Mm. Uh, I've never once been praised by Mr. Miyamoto. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then uh, a reply to that was perhaps not to your face, but behind your back. He's very pleased with you. Uh, A man replied to him. Um, Yamoto's made some mistakes and he's made some dick moves. Uh, his One of his more famous dick moves uh, was that he said, Donkey Kong Country proves that players will put up with mediocre gameplay as long as the art is good. Um, so by the time Donkey Kong Country came out, uh, which was created by Rare uh, and deserves a podcast all to itself, um, Donkey Kong had kind of laid dormant. Donkey Kong, obviously, being Miyamoto's first creation, uh, he 
there had been Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., you know, et cetera. But it was the same kind of format where you're Jumpman or whatever and you or Mario and you're, you're climbing the fucking tower to, to save the lady. Mm-hmm. Now, when Rare took fucking uh, Donkey Kong, they created Donkey Kong Country. They used um, Silicon Graphics uh, workstations. It was a huge, crazy, amazing process. And Donkey Kong Country is one of the most fluid and intense platformers to this day. Like Donkey Kong Country is objectively a fantastic game from the art to the gameplay to the music. Uh, it's it's awesome. Shigeru was butthurt that uh, <laughs> they made his character fucking awesome and that it sold really fucking well. Uh, in fact, it sold a lot better than Yoshi's Island, which pissed him off. Well, um, get wrecked. Yeah, and this uh, started a nasty relationship with him and Rare, uh, who he regularly pissed off, um, culminating in making them turn their game that they had been working on for a very long time called Dinosaur Planet into a shitty-ass Star Fox game called Star Fox Adventure. If you've had a GameCube, you probably came across Star Fox Adventure at one point. It's That game is fucking terrible and didn't make any sense and the reason it didn't make any sense is because it was originally a different game um this inevitably made rare leave nintendo for microsoft essentially committing suicide uh and you know not giving us any more banjo kazooie fucking games (laughs) except for nuts and bolts which nobody liked uh and also interesting fact about shigeru miyamoto so one of one of his many uh so so here's what he's credited for um in particular of note is mario legend of zelda donkey kong star fox and pikmin um so the original star fox was a technological achievement on the super nintendo it used the super fx chip to create a 3d kind of existence within this nintendo fucking cartridge which was, mm-hmm. it was a big deal uh the game sold very well people liked it a lot yeah, so naturally like, wow. yeah no yeah like for real um so naturally they wanted to make a star fox 2 well star fox 2 was given to argonaut uh which was a game studio um so star fox 64 uh was a was a miyamoto game um and people love Star Fox 64, and part of the reason people love Star Fox 64 so much is because Star Fox 2 never came out. So 30% of Star Fox 64 and the camera mechanics for Mario 64 were taken from code from Argonaut Games, who were <laughs> making Star Fox 2. So all of the code for these things and a lot of what was inside of Star Fox 64, especially the game mechanics, were taken from Argonaut. Uh, Miyamoto was having a lot of trouble with the N64 and basically screwed up and canceled Star Fox 2 on purpose. So so a lot of the cool things that they were putting into Star Fox 2, he was like, nah, fuck that, take it out, blah, blah, blah. And eventually he was just like, fuck this game, we're canceling it. He canceled it on purpose so as not to make himself look bad. Uh, Argonaut also gave them the idea for a 3D platformer uh, involving Yoshi, which became Mario 64, one of the greatest games of all time and still one, one of, of my favorite best. games of all time yeah uh so it's miyamoto fun, stole their dude. idea yeah miyamoto stole their idea for a 3d platformer instead of yoshi he put mario in it um and when they revealed mario 64 at the tokyo space whatever uh 
Argonaut Games was there and they were pissed. And Miyamoto said, don't worry, you'll make up the money in royalties, uh, which just continued to piss off Argonaut Games and they never received a penny for their code. <laughs> so that was a dick move. Also, um, Shigeru Miyamoto alienated a Scottish company um, that turned into Rockstar Games. Who have He's, still uh, un- well until they released the uh, Grand Theft Auto trilogy uh, remaster, which is a piece of shit. Rockstar has never put a Grand Theft Auto game on an on a Nintendo console mm-hmm. since then. So. For all the good Shigeru Miyamoto has done, he's also done a lot of fucking dumb things. Um, Rockstar Games, you know, the the game developers that used to make games and then they made GTA V. No, they're working on GTA VI. Yeah, I I know, but it's like, how long has it been? 13 years, 14 years. It's sort of like, you remember when Valve made games? (laughs) Yeah, well, Valve is actually done. (laughs) Valve, Valve doesn't fucking care anymore. Valve said, fuck you, and left. Um... But, I mean, they also have... St- Do you know how much money Valve is making off not making video games? <laughs> oh, so much money, dude. Like, why put money yeah. into stuff when you're making so much money to not? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, basically, uh, now Miyamoto is a game director. He serves as one of its representative directors. He's widely regarded as one of the most accomplished and influential designers in the history of video games. Um and obviously Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong, Star Fox, eh, not so much, but in Pikmin, huge game series, big fucking deals, you know, I mean, there's other things he worked on, uh, like the submarine game that kind of launched with the 3DS, that was like fucking garbage, I mean, Miyamoto's made some mistakes, yeah, he's but, gone back, but, he's talked about his mistakes. Yeah, the, the the foundation of what Nintendo puts out today is based on his creations. The only reason that Nintendo is still around today is yeah. because of his creations. I mean, if you think about if you think about what Nintendo Nintendo has released in the past two console generations, about 90% of the popular titles have been something that has to do with Mario or Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um uh, like you know we're talking super smash brothers mario kart fucking you know mario odyssey super mario 3d world uh fucking uh it, all the, the zelda games the zelda fucking remakes you know the, now they're putting zelda and mario kart like or you know link or whatever but the, the only well kirby is the only other thing really uh that has been put out that doesn't fucking have anything to do with shigeru miyamoto but kirby doesn't sell consoles no Nobody's going to buy a fucking console for a yeah, Kirby game. Yeah, nobody's waiting Ant, for the Switch U to come out and be like, oh, I can't wait for that fucking Kirby game. Except, yes. except, for, oh. except for fucking Ant Dude. Icarus, Icarus brought up a good point. Paper Mario. Shigeru Miyamoto is also uh, responsible for the destruction of what was one of uh, Nintendo's greatest series was the Paper Mario series. Um, so that fucking sucks. Because basically, like, Shigeru Miyamoto doesn't want to make Paper Mario, but he also won't let anybody who does make Paper Mario create new Mario Universe characters. That's why we're stuck with staplers and glue guns and shit like that. Um, he's getting old. He's not, a, I mean, he's, he's uh, what, 50, 60, 70, is he in his 70s? I think so. Uh, he he might have just... Just about Miyamoto is 
Nice. 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 Yeah. So uh, he's getting old, and when you're a Japanese man and you're old and you've worked at a company your entire life, you basically get to do whatever the fuck you want. Fuck everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, So until he fucking dips, which he won't, or dies, uh, we're going to be stuck with his... um, more curmudgeony boomery uh stances on things um and as we can see he has uh used that to the consumer's disadvantage many times he also uh, was a little bit bummed out about the wii he wished that the wii was hd um he was bummed out about the wii u <laughs> but so is everybody else yep. <laughs> so uh let's let's get into the games so um Zelda 1, I think we already covered it. Basically, you know, you run around, you find secret ways into these dungeons, there's monsters in the dungeons, and at the end, there's a boss. Uh, I Also, the game introduces the Triforce, which is kind of the the glue that holds everything together, I guess. Mm. So, so, as these games have come out, um, the lore has expanded... Uh, but what's interesting and something to really think about is that when Zelda came out, and especially when Zelda 2 came out, people didn't know how to do a video game sequel. Um, the idea of a sequel was new, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Mario 2 was just more Mario. Where at, because the the real Mario 2 is mario the lost levels and we, do we have to do the doki doki panic thing do we have <laughs> okay <laughs> do we got it anyway. <laughs> anyway so so zelda 2 they wanted to do something different so they did and it, i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> um it, it wasn't it wasn't great uh so in the in the the first zelda you saved the princess from Ganon, who's like this evil fucking pig wizard. And in Zelda 2, uh, Zelda's under a curse from Ganon. Uh, Ganon's back. You gotta go and you gotta beat Ganon again. But it's different. All the uh, combat is in these side-scrolling uh, like levels. It, it's kind of weird. It looks like you almost you walk around uh, the overworld like you would in like a Final Fantasy game. Um and then all of a sudden you're in these random combat encounters or, or, and the combat encounters are 2d side scrolling stuff. Um, the dungeons are 2d side scrolling stuff. The towns are 2d side scrolling mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. It's real um, weird. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not something that they totally canceled out of the, out of the series because as you know, you get into the game boy games, you do get some side scrolling stuff and it works really well. Um, not to say that this doesn't, but because of the limitations of the hardware, because of the the intense difficulty of fucking Zelda 2, um, a lot of people just didn't like it as much. And not only that, but it's extremely obtuse. And so yeah. was the first game, but this was also a time when you had Nintendo power. These were the first kind of games where people would come together in like schoolyards and talk about secrets and you know oh well this is how you get in here oh you got to burn this bush to open this fucking you know random door and like this yeah yada yada that yeah kind of ba- stuff. back so, when all the secrets weren't revealed within the first uh you know day yes nintendo also had a tip line that you could call which is um, awesome what a great fucking idea yeah, except for I mean, did you uh, do you, do you remember when we were kids and you nope. like I, like I don't I know don't if you ever called. 
Did you ever did you ever call any fucking uh tip line or anything like that? No, no, I never did. And why didn't you call it? Uh I don't think I knew they existed. Well they cost like ninety nine cents a minute, dude. <laughs> uh that's that's a pretty good reason. Yeah, like I remember I remember like, you know, I was always like that I, I wanna call, I wanna call, and my parents were like, Fuck no. No. Do not <laughs> like it was like it was like like if I called any kind of fucking tip line hotline anything like that my parents would have beat me to death because um, <laughs> they cost a lot of money but yeah so uh, Zelda one Zelda two they were on the NES um, and then for the Super Nintendo obviously they wanted to make a bigger better Zelda game mm-hmm. uh, so they made a link to the past now did you play a link to the past. Um, I don't think can, I played you, a link can, to the past. I, I that was played, the one you said you watched your 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 friend. Yes, play. yeah. Uh, I think the only other Zelda, or I think the earliest Zelda game I played was the the one with the giant egg. Oh, uh, fucking Link's Awakening. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that was, that was on the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. Um. Which was, like, that was the first console you had, right? You and Ryan both had Game Boys? Yep. Okay. So, um, I didn't own a a Link to the Past when I was a kid. I have it now. I have, like, fucking six versions of it, thanks to Nintendo constantly putting it out for things. But, um, that game, you know, it was in in full color. It introduced things that would stick with the series for a long time, like a light world and a dark world. Uh, the music, I mean, we haven't even touched the music that was done by Koji Kondo, who is now like one of the biggest like superstar video game composers of all time. Yep. Um, a, a Link to the Past was a big, huge was fucking deal. was a big deal. fucking deal, yeah. And part of the reason that it was a big deal is because it was a prequel. And, and it, it gave context. There was a story. There was a reason for you doing what you were doing. Other yeah, other than to just like save the princess, like right, you actually right. like you meet the princess yeah. and you know and she's like, like go and and do yeah. this thing and you yeah. know stop Ganon from taking over the light world and shit. Yeah, and it's like the you know this this guy that you're playing with like has has a name and like character development somewhat. Yeah, you know? his, his uncle fucking died or something like you know you know yeah. like it's uh, <laughs> I, I, so, I always go back to uh, the fucking sequelitis between mm, mm. Uh, Link to the Past and and. Uh, and Ocarina of Time, where uh, Eager Rapper just goes, you have an uncle, he dies. And then it's just purple hair Magoo, <laughs> rip purple hair Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, people at this, at this oh, point... Oh, sorry, like, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Your no, uncle no, dies. I mean, that happens in like the first five minutes of the, of the game. Um, but yeah, uh, also spoilers for all of Zelda games, like Link... You like you've you had your time to play them. <laughs> yeah, like like it's you versus Ganon, and you win. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> I, I realize we literally have somebody who's never played a Zelda game. I'm sorry that your uncle dies, and we just told you. Dude, I'm sure that Icarus has watched enough YouTube that he knows everything about every yeah, Zelda yeah. game, which is probably why he hasn't played any of them. Because uh, now, nowadays, you just don't have to put yourself through that. Because, like, I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, Link to the Past is pretty fucking hard. Like, I went back. I I didn't play the Link to the Past until I was in my early 20s, um, actually. And when I played it, I was like, wow, like this is pretty fucking hard, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. It's it's good. It's fun. It's a good game. Uh, and like I said, it was a, it was a, a prequel. 
So at this point, people were getting interested in the the Zelda timeline, you know, like what what is the whole story here? You know, so if we're in the past, you know, so that would mean the first and the second games are the future. So technically, this is game one. Zelda, the Legend of Zelda is game two and um, whatever the fuck Zelda two is called uh, is Link's Adventure is is fucking Zelda three. And then they throw out Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting thing about Link's Awakening is that it was put on a game on the Game Boy, but what it showed was that you can have like a full-ass Zelda game on the Game Boy, and it would work perfectly fine because Link's Awakening is a fantastic game. Still, on the Game Boy, in black and white. Like, that's how I prefer to play it. Like, I really like the Switch remake of it, mm-hmm. but I still like the fucking Game Boy version. Um, it, it's, it's one of my favorite games, honestly. Uh, and... Link's Awakening is a uh, thank you, Cole, for sending the timeline. I happen to have it memorized, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I've done I've done many many Zelda videos. Um, yeah, yes. Over our over my fucking time on YouTube and and in the video game community and whatnot. Yeah, like um, beat uh, Breath of the Wild and what would you say two days? Uh, yeah, it was sixty hours, so it was it was like oh, three, it was like yeah, three it days. was like three days um, straight, and to make a timeline video for it, and then Game Theory uh, stole my fucking video <laughs> like, <laughs> because that video story. was doing really well. Yeah, um, <laughs> that that's a different story. That's uh, welcome to being a small YouTube creator. Uh, yeah, somebody on Game Theory saw my video. Um, and, and took all my, my ideas from my script that were really good. Uh, but anyway, so, so link to the past comes out and then, you know, we're moving through the nineties now, then the Ocarina of time comes out. So Ty, Ty, you've played the Ocarina of time, I assume. Yes. Okay. So, so the Ocarina of time was really my first big experience with the Zelda game. And I like, you guys got to remember, like, Ty and I were born in 91. You yep. know, we were born, like, a month apart. So, like, our, yeah, our timeline is... Just a few days? Like, a week? That's right, yeah. yeah. Hey, what do you want for your birthday? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't I didn't get you anything, so don't give me anything. We're fine. <laughs> we're right. fine this year. Hell yeah. We'll do Hanukkah, we'll do Hanukkah Christmas. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, fucking Zelda... Uh, Ocarina of Time came out in, what, 97? I think uh that sounds right but i'm not entirely positive honestly i believe it was nine uh, it was 98 so we were seven yeah we were seven too young to play the ocarina of time all right i don't give a fuck this is like something this is something that like i hear all the time from people who are almost exactly our age they're Mm -hmm. like yeah i beat the ocarina of time when it came out though like yeah it was fucking yeah that game was easy bro no fucking i know it's so good but yeah, 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 yeah. Your seven-year-old sure you ass do. beat the fucking water temple all by yourself. Okay, yeah, because your reading comprehension was at a level where you could understand how to navigate this giant fucking like, like the, uh, the Ocarina of Time was something that had never been seen before at that point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like this, uh, they took, I, they did. I mean, uh, the Ocarina of Time is not my favorite Zelda game, but I love it. Like, I love this game. Uh, the music is absolutely fucking iconic. I mean, it's really when they, they 
they took it to a whole new level. Like, I mean, it had a fucking motif. Like, it it had a scale. Like, you played the music with your ocarina. There was just so much good about this game um, that even now looking back, you can pick out the problems with it specifically. I mean, like, if you go back and you play it on the N64, dude, Uh it looks like shit. Yeah. It is muddy. It is pointy. Oh, it's super pointy. There's There's a lot of triangle noses in there. Oh yeah, like the the textures are fucking gross. Like they look like barf. Uh, the 3DS version is absolutely the way to play it. However, um, back in the day, it was like the most beautiful game in existence. Uh, and and the other thing that was really cool about it was so so I watched my uncle Carl play through it uh, mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And that was my experience with it, and I was just fascinated the entire time and terrified because like there are things in that game that like are really fucking scary. Oh yeah, yeah like, dude. Uh, like the 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 fucking zombies. I was going to say the, I mean? the fucking zombies in the village uh after the after you go forward in time are mm-hmm. terrifying. Like actually for a kid. Yeah. That shit was They jump on you and they yeah. they, they they make this they noise suck your like blood that fucking and, scream. And they do the scream. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then I mean not only that but there's a whole dungeon like of the dead. Yeah. And that fucking well and shit that you you have to mm-hmm, go back to being mm-hmm. a kid and you have to go into the fucking well and then you have to go be an adult again and go like, into the like dungeon the, and ride the, the fucking the, giant skeleton ship like Yeah, the, the creepy crawly sound effects of the Skeletola is not a fun sound, you know? No, like, not at all. No, it's it, it's a scary game, dude. Yeah. It's a sad it's a sad lonely game. Like that's that's one of the, like one a video I wrote a long time ago was about like uh the hero of time. Um, and how like it, it was, he's one of, if not the most tragic characters like in video games, because first of all, like, you know, his mother died, uh, in, in this, in this battle of Hyrule that you only get like a kind of idea about, you know, and, and he's raised by these elf children, essentially the Kokiri that never age. He doesn't fit in with them. You know, he's he's bullied by a, a few of them. And then the person, the the tree, the spirit, essentially, you know, if, if it was uh if it, if this was Japan, we would look at it as a kami, the great Deku tree, mm-hmm. uh, who's basically been, you know, the dad of the forest, fucking dies. Yeah. You know, and like you are trying to save him by going inside of him and getting rid of this fucking monster that's infected him and he, he fucking dies and he's like, hey, bud, you got to leave uh, and you got to go save the world, you know, and like and then as you're leaving the one person, this like cute little girl, the one person that was fucking nice to you, she's like sad mm-hmm. and gives you this ocarina and then you're just out in the open fucking world and you got to figure out what to fucking do and you help all these people and then when you have the jewels you get locked in a time dungeon for seven years (laughs) and get shit out into a fucking post-apocalyptic nightmare where all of a sudden you're you're a nine-year-old boy trapped in an adult's body dude the, the town being destroyed is to this day like the scariest fucking thing yeah 
Ganon has won. Yeah. Ganon fucking won, dude. Like yeah. he, you know, this 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 giant scary desert man who kidnapped uh, the princess and like fucking kicked you on your ass and laughed at you. Fucking won. He took over the. Everybody's sad. You know, it's like a bummer. And then, and so so then you go through the rest of the game, right? And you do like there. You know, you go through scary shit. You go through hard shit. You make fucking friends. All of the friends that you make along the way fucking go to the sacred realm to become sages so you're never gonna fucking see them again including that nice girl that like you just hope you run into again she's like hey i'm so glad that you know we got to meet again bye forever (laughs) you know and then and then at the end you go back to being a little kid and nobody knows what you did so now you're like half a kid half an adult you save the fucking world. Nobody knows. And you like, it's just, it's fucked up. Um, and one of the things that like blew people's mind about this game is that it was very clear that it was going to be another prequel. So they're like, what do you mean? We're getting another fucking prequel. (laughs) So this is a prequel to, to a a link to the past, which was a, a prequel to the first two Zelda games. And then a link to the past had a sequel and links awakening. So now it goes Ocarina of time link to the past links, awakening Zelda and Zelda two. How does that fucking make sense? Well, the, the Ocarina of time, because it is a time traveling game. Um, and obviously all of this, again, it is, it's all, uh, what, what do you call reverse engineered essentially? Like they, like Shigeru Miyamoto had no fucking plans of making a story like an overarching story for these games. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just, just like, I just want to make a video game that people will like, you know, and just like fucking did it. Um, yeah, he did. But what happened was, is because this game, you are the hero of time. It splits the timeline into three. Uh, there is the timeline where you die and you fail at the end. There's the timeline where you win and live on as an adult in the end and the timeline where you win and you go back to being a child in the end well uh, so technically uh, if you the winning and staying as an adult that's just the timeline that you won in you don't stay as an adult because you still go back to being a kid so in that timeline the hero disappears and nobody knows where he went Mm. right so you got the you got the fallen you're all on your own with the timeline chicks i do not know enough so you got the fallen hero timeline you got the child link timeline and you have the death timeline. So the death timeline is where link, um, a link to the past comes in. Mm. So that's why in the beginning of link to the past, like the hero like failed, you know, like blah, blah, blah. Um, so then it, I, I, I believe Capcom stepped in and started making some some Zelda games. So I believe the Oracle of Ages and the Oracle of Seasons uh were were the next ones um to come out. It was either that or the Majora's Mask. The Majora's Mask is my favorite Zelda game. I'm that guy. Mm. Uh I'll be that guy. Um let me see. Zelda games in order of release. Here we go. We're we're gonna figure it out. Okay, so by initial release date um these aren't these aren't in a descending order oh my god all right mm-hmm. oh my, yeah fine i'll take your fucking cookies jesus christ okay you gotta have uh, those cookies 
okay, so Majora's Mask was released in 2000. Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages was in 2001. So even in 2000, I'm nine years old, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I'm still too young to play The Legend of Zelda and get anywhere. At this point, I'm old enough to pick up the game and play around with it and, and you know, stuff like that. The Majora's Mask was the one that I fucked around with the most. Um, but the Majora's Mask was also the one where I was like, holy shit, this is fucking insane because, you know, I was watching my uncle play it and, like, the transformations with the masks where you're like, Wah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's fucking metal, dude. It like, is it's metal. Sick. It's super fucking yeah. metal. Yeah. Um, the Majora's Mask was a rushed nightmare of a project because <laughs> Nintendo was like, bro, we need another Zelda game. We need it right the fuck now. And the, everybody was like, okay, uh, I guess we will just use reuse every asset that we had. <laughs> Which, and that's essentially what they did. So, so because it was such a, a rushed nightmare, um, the game turned into this surreal nightmare. Yeah, like, like quite uh, literally. Yeah. Uh, so it is in the uh, Childlink timeline. So it's a direct sequel to the Ocarina of Time. Um, you play continue like you continue the story of the Hero of Time, and there is a Skull Kid, which is just like you know, cute little forest impy guy, who's found this mask of evil fucking demonic power Mm -hmm. um and whether link is killed or whatever you end up in this uh perpetual realm of weirdness called termina which i mean just doesn't sound great nobody wants to be anywhere called termina yeah um the entire time you're playing there's a fucking moon in the sky that like the only way i can really express how it looks if you haven't seen the moon is a rage comic version of being incredibly constipated while trying to push that shit out. Like the moon's face is so fucking scary. Yeah, it and, it, uh, it, it, it kind of has that same feel that uh, like Soul Eater's uh, son does. You know? Yes, but but yes. even more like the, the Soul Eater son is funny. It's just scary. And it's bearing down on you at all fucking times. So so the main gimmick of the Majora's Mask is that you are stuck in this perpetual three-day cycle where at the end of the three days, the moon crashes into the earth and fucking kills everybody, right? Yep. So once again, you know, here we are playing as the hero of time who's already gone through all the shit that he went through in the Ocarina of Time, which is bad enough. Sad boy. Sad boy, lost all his friends, has to leave. Uh, and now he is meeting these people and forming relationships with them and helping them out uh, only to jump back in time and allow them to die over and over and over again <laughs> <laughs> until he finally hits the right timeline where he has the correct items to go and defeat the the fucking majora's mask um it also introduces the fierce deity which is something that's basically never been touched again which is fucking awesome um the puzzles in the game are fucking awesome uh 
wearing the masks, like the masks of power that turn you into uh, being able to play as a uh, a Gerudo, not a Gerudo, a fucking, what are the, uh, the Gorons. <laughs> yeah, the Gorons. and uh, <laughs> That was a great Zora. way of uh, explaining that. I knew exactly what you meant. <laughs> I fucking do it. Was so very, it was very um, clear what you were talking about. <laughs> and then you also get to play as a Deku Shrub. Uh, it's, it's just, it's a very dark game that is a great sequel to a very dark game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get the, then we get the Oracle games. So the Oracle games are kind of smashed in between um, Link's Awakening, uh, which was the Game Boy game, and the original Zelda, and they're fun. Uh, in fact, they're kind of like if I was going to pick a second favorite Zelda game, the Oracle games would be that because um, as I got older and as I got more into Zelda and more familiar with the mechanics, um, it started to get really easy. Uh, but the Oracle games tie together in an interesting way. So after you beat the original, like whatever one you play first, seasons or ages, uh, you get a code. And then you can put that into the next game and you keep all your progress from the previous game and playing the games back to back like that is the only way to get things like the master sword Mm. or the great Goron sword um, and, and a lot of specific items uh, and the true final boss, which of course is Ganon. And when you put the two games together, it becomes the biggest Zelda game of all time. Um, and it's lengthy and you have so many mechanics, you know, uh, like the Oracle of Ages, you kind of like go back and forth, like between like these weird realms um, and the Oracle of Seasons, the way that you, you know, chain or like do puzzles and stuff like that is by changing the seasons, you know, uh, in one season, this place might be iced over and the other season, it might be an open path, you know, uh, and it's just it's it's a lot of fun. It's, you know, it's a classic great zelda adventure Mm -hmm. uh and then and then they did the wind waker so uh, 2002 the gamecube's out and you know we've we've experienced two very dark zelda games uh that were super mainline titles and then they announced the wind waker and i was you know i was 12 uh, I was I was getting a little edgy. I was I was into punk, you know, and you I edgy? saw the nah. Yeah, I saw the Wind Waker, and I was like, that looks dumb. Dumb. Uh, yeah, yep, but it was yeah. it was 2002, so I'm sure I was like, that looks gay, man. <laughs> you know, like all of a sudden it's like this little Link, and he's very cute, and it's shiny. Yeah, it's a like cheapy and, Link. Yeah, and and I was like, I'm not gonna play that dumb shit. Where's my and the other thing was that like we were kind of almost promised a really realistic badass Zelda game, mm-hmm. um, and like I remember I I I spent a couple days with a cousin or like a third cousin of mine who had the Wind Waker, um, and I had just picked up a Nintendo Power game and I was like looking through it and I was like talking to this kid and I was like I fucking hate this stupid Wind Waker game and he's like what are you talking about. That game's fucking awesome. I was like, no, it looks stupid, dude. It looks so stupid. Like, why would they... It looks like a little baby game, you know? And he swore by the Wind Waker. And you know what? He was right, because the Wind Waker is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, did, were you ever able to play it? I've never played it, but, I mean, I know the reviews. It's good. 
Yeah. It's really, really, really good. Uh, and it like a lot of people bitched about the sailing and the sailing taking a long time and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But it, it's actually like it, it didn't bother me at all. Like even when you have to go down and hunt like all the, cause you don't just have to get the three Triforce pieces in this. You have to get like eight or nine or something like it's, it's like the Triforce is like smashed into bits. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the other weird thing is people were like, where the fuck does this take place in the lore? Because Hyrule is totally flooded. Everything's fucking islands. You know, the, Mm -hmm. the, like, the enemies don't really make a lot of sense. The, you know, uh, Ganon is, is revived once again because Ganon's always revived. That's kind of the cyclical nature of the games is Zelda, Link, and Ganon are constantly reincarnated. Link always gets the... Tri- the he represents the Triforce of, of Courage, yep. which is one side. Zelda represents the Triforce of Wisdom, which yep. is another side. And Ganon represents the Triforce of Power. When you put Power, Wisdom, and Courage together, obviously you have a very You got powerful- a triangle. Yeah, yeah, you get a triangle, which is a very solid. Uh, what do, what do they call those shapes? T- t- triangles. Oh yeah, what's a what's a tri- what's what's a triangle? Geometry. Shit. Yeah, what's the geometric name for a triangle? A triangle. No, 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 no. There's a there's. It's not like An you know how like all squares are triangle? rhomboids. You know how all squares are rhomboids. Sure. Anyway, a triangle is a very sturdy. The idea is that it's a very sturdy... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What? what? <laughs> we know about video games, but we don't do math. Um, so math has and, never and, been our strong suit. Yeah. Uh, also, The Wind Waker was the first game to like really give Zelda more of a role than mm. just being like this, you know, wah wah girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that was cool. Uh, I didn't play The Wind Waker until. Uh, after 2006. Um, so after that, we got the Four Swords Adventures. That was a Game Boy Advance game that, again, it was kind of like one of those, like, you had to have four copies of the game and four friends that had the game and then a link cable that would link all the fucking games up. And it was just, it was just, yeah, it, really, it's, it's nobody just, has that many friends. Hmm. Nobody has that many friends, and nobody has that many friends that are, like, that fucking into the same thing that they did. And if you mm-hmm. did, I'm really happy for you. You probably yeah. live in Japan. Yeah. Um, and also, shut up. <laughs> yeah. So, it turns out that the Wind Waker uh, takes place in the timeline where the hero won. Um, so, the, where the hero won and disappeared. Uh, and... That's, I mean, that's pretty much, that's the, that's, that's like anything that looks like the Wind Waker. So that would be the Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks takes place in that timeline. Uh, That timeline isn't really touched that much or hasn't been in a long time. And uh, it's very unlikely that Breath of the Wild uh, is in that timeline. Uh, So it doesn't really matter. But basically, you know, they they flooded Hyrule. Shit was weird. Uh, and then, um, you know, then we get this game. So after Four Swords Adventures in 2004, the Minish Cap came out. Minish Cap is another Capcom Zelda game. It is beautiful. So like one of the things that people don't know about the uh, Game Boy Advance is that the Game Boy Advance is a 32-bit system. Um, so when we're talking about other 32-bit systems, we're talking about Sony PlayStation, Sega Saturn, um, Atari Jaguar, uh 
so so the Game Boy Advance had a had a lot of power. Um, mm-hmm. Cole said it's a small SNES. It's better than the SNES. It actually ha- it is it is twice as powerful as the Super Nintendo. Um, problem was is that the screen was really small and the sound fucking sucked. Like the Game Boy Advance has terrible sound. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. It's real, real bad. It's real bad. Uh, yeah, and and the original one had no backlight, which was an absolute fucking nightmare. Um, so the the Minish Cap was it's it's like one of those achievements in pixel art. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it also came with the question like. Where does this fucking take place in the story? Because, and same with the Four Swords. I mean, you could look at the Four Swords and be like, oh, you know, what's up with the Four Swords? Uh, Maybe it's just a stupid side game. But in the Minish Cap, if I'm correct, it's been a while since I played it, but in the Minish Cap, oh, we didn't even talk about the Master Sword, dude. No, no, we haven't. Okay, so the Master Sword is a sword that banishes evil. It's always the big deal. You get the Master Sword before you fight. Ganon it has cool sword. music, those swishy swishy things. When you're at full health, you can shoot shit out of it. It's great. Yeah, only the uh, only the hero, uh, only the person with the, the the Triforce of Courage or whatever the the right thing can like take the Master Sword out of the stone. It's how you become an adult or go back to being a kid in uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, you can't wield it as a child in that whatever. Anyway, in the Minish Cap, you use the Force Sword. So the Force Sword is another is another legendary sword. Mm-hmm. And I'm 99% sure in the Minish Cap that you use the four sword. Cole, uh, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but then, so so what that does is kind of, you know, put a question mark as to where does it exist in the timeline? Well, it turns out that the Minish Cap is a prequel to the Ocarina of Time. So it takes place what like a long time before the Ocarina of Time, and the bad guy isn't Ganon. It's actually one of the only games where the bad guy isn't Ganon. It's the evil wizard Vati, which is where Vati Vidya gets his. Oh no name shit! From. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, um, and I believe in Four Swords Adventures, Vati is also the bad guy. Um, so the Four Swords timeline is not is is not a timeline. It's just before the timeline broke. Uh, so the timeline broke in the Ocarina of Time. Um, so, so anyway, long story short, takes place before the Ocarina of Time. Um, then we got the Phantom Hourglass, which was a three uh, DS game. Did you ever? You never had a DS, did no. you? No. Okay, so I didn't have a DS either. My sister did for whatever fucking reason, because she never, the only thing she played was Nintendo Dogs. Um, so <laughs> I ended up having to borrow this from uh, my cousin. And I played enough of it to be done with it. So, fan- <laughs> so Nintendo obviously loves to create weird shit. And, you know, I mean, even from the original NES where you could yell into the controller to kill these bad guys, uh, they were always experimenting with, like, different ways to control video games. So in the the Phantom Hourglass took advantage of every single aspect of the DS uh, you controlled Link with the stylus, which sounds awful, uh, but it was relatively intuitive. Um, and like to blow out a fire, you would have to blow into the DS. Uh, <laughs> t- you know, there was a lot of stuff like that. What broke me was there's this one part in the game where you have this map and you need to uh, copy it. And 
I remember I, I ran around every single part of every single thing that I'd opened. I had gone like back into dungeons, stuff like that. I could not figure out how to fucking copy this map. And just, I don't know what ha- light bulb went off and I closed the DS. Which didn't, you know, at that point it didn't like turn it off. You right. know, it was just like something you could do. And then I opened back up and the, it was copied from the top screen to the bottom screen. <laughs> And I was like, fuck this game. <laughs> I, it up and I was like, I'm not doing I'm not doing this. I'm not fucking playing around with this bullshit fuck anymore. This dumb fuck ass this game. goddamn yeah. puzzle. Um Yes. So uh that was in 2007 and uh I, I skipped by accident uh one of the most important Zelda games to me and one of my least favorite, The Twilight Princess, which came out in 2006. Now the Twilight Princess was the game that Americans the west was waiting for Mm -hmm. you know this was gonna be the dark gloomy zelda game with realistic graphics and you know adult (laughs) link again finally we finally get adult link again um and it's also technically the first zelda game that i beat uh and not only did i beat it but i 100 that game i got all those fucking bugs you know i did i went all the way through that fucking hell dungeon um, where you've got to battle all those enemies. I beat the motherfucking shit out of the Twilight Princess because by 2006, I was, what, 14 years old? That sounds... 15 years old? Likely, yeah. Yeah, and Math. I was like, I was ready to be a gamer, bro. Uh, you know? <laughs> gamer so ready. I, yeah, I was gamer ready, dude. So I beat the fucking shit out of that game, and I never want to play it again. Um, in fact, I bought the HD remake for the Wii U, and I think it's still wrapped. Wow. Um, yeah, well, the the intro is, like, an hour long, Ooh, and it's not fun. That's a long intro. There's other things that are not fun about that game, uh, like playing as the wolf. I hate playing as the wolf. Every like, like, every time you enter a new area, it's, like, possessed by the darkness, and you get turned into fucking dumb wolf link, and you have to go around and fight these, like, booger creatures, and you gotta, like, find all of them. They're always fucking hidden, and, like, just fuck that shit. Mm. Uh... However, it was a big game. It was a long game. The dungeons were really well done. You got to be fucking Spider-Man Link, which was really cool because you got two hook shots at the same time. That was pretty dope. Uh, the boss fight at the end with Ganon was hype as fuck. Like, there was a lot of good things. Like, you get to fight, like, Ganon on fucking horseback, dude. And mm-hmm. then you get to have, like, a sword duel with him and shit. Like, it's a, it, was, it was fucking... It was cool. It was metal. It was really weird. Um... Some of the bosses were, they were so big. Like, there, you know, there's a couple of them where you'd have to, like, hook shot onto them and fucking ride them and, then like, stab your sword in their fucking head, dude. Like, it was <laughs> sick. But I ne- I'm just, I'm good. I don't want to play it again. Spirit Tracks, sequel to Phantom Hourglass, came out in 2009. Didn't fucking play it. Uh, Twilight Princess is a sequel, a, a, a far future sequel to uh, the Majora's Mask by the way. So it takes place in the, uh, child link timeline. Um, and, uh, then we get skyward sword skyward sword was on the Wii and it's a divisive game. A lot of I, people don't like it. A lot of people don't like it. I 100%ed that game and I never want to play it again. Um, Devin got it for the switch. She loved it. Uh, but Skyward Sword, Skyward Sword is weird. So Skyward Sword is uh, currently the oldest game in the timeline. So it's Skyward Sword, uh, Four Swords, um, the uh, Skyward Sword, Four Swords, Minish Cap. 
Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, hey. They're missing another Four Swords game. So the first Four Swords game uh, took place before the Ocarina of Time. The second Four Swords game takes place after Twilight Princess. Mm. And I believe in... The, yeah, 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 yeah. Because Ganon comes back. Very strange. Um, oh, also, highlight of the Twilight Princess is definitely the Yeti's Mansion. That is definitely... I fucking love that uh, That dungeon. That one's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so, so uh, fucking Skyward Sword... I thought it was cool. I thought the motion... I had no problem with the motion controls. Everybody bitched and bitched and bitched and bitched about the motion controls. I didn't think that was a problem. I thought the problem was the was the uh, repetitive kind of like... I didn't like that it wasn't an open world, right? Yeah. So th- there was like three different realms, really, mostly. Mm-hmm. And you had to go back to them again. So like you would... It was like a desert, a uh, volcano... And a forest, which, like, how many fucking times have we done that at this point? You know what I mean? It's the Zelda and formula, it, though. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the Miyamoto formula, dude. I mean, look at Mario. You got you got forest, desert, lava, water, sometimes sky. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> like same thing with Yoshi. Same the same thing. They're all. It's all the fucking. You know, whatever. Um, yeah, Skyward Sword. Uh, most. I think it's, I think it's probably the most hated Zelda game. I would say so. Yeah, just and and all of that has to do with the motion controls. Which, as long as you had the Wii Motion Plus, which I believe you had to have in order to play that game, um, I felt I found it pretty fucking intuitive. Uh, I just like I didn't like the art style. I wasn't that into the story. Um, the you know the like you don't fight Ganon you fight this like demise thing and like demise is this he's this spirit he's of an evil avocado. N- well n- no that's a <laughs> that's not that's a different thing I, d- I don't remember what the avocado was called but demise is like demise is like if you put uh akuma from street fighter and Ganon together and mm. made them one person um and then like his spirit is what embodies Ganon and is why Ganon is evil. Uh. Um, yeah. And like Zelda turns out to be like the princess Hylia and like, it's way back in time. Oh yeah. And tongue boy. I forgot about tongue boy. Um, tongue boy. You see that gift that, that Cole sent? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy, he's also an evil wizard of some kind. I don't know. Like, Skyward Sword's just fucking weird. It's good to play through once. Um, and then you get the Link Between Worlds. Uh, Link Between Worlds came out on the Nintendo 3DS, and it is fucking awesome. Um, that's the one where you can like become a painting, mm-hmm. and you go you, you go flat, and like it, it turned everything into a puzzle box. And it, it's some of the it, it was one of the it, a Link Between Worlds is the most fun Zelda game, I think. Uh, it's not super duper hard. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's got, it's got a dark 
Zelda. I don't remember her name. Uh, it's got low rule. It's just fucking dope. Uh, and it also takes place in more or less the exact same world as uh, Link's Awakening, which like everybody was getting nostalgia boners back. That like that was like kind of like towards the end of nostalgia boner time mm-hmm. for like those older games. Like remember when like new Super Mario Bros came out and everybody was like, oh, it's like new, it's like Super Mario World, but it you put on the Wii, you know? It was, <laughs> was kind of like at the tail end of that shit. But um, yeah, Link Between Worlds is fucking fantastic. That takes place after A Link to the Past. Um, and then you get Triforce Heroes, which I'm not even going to talk about because fuck that stupid game. And then Breath of the Wild, of course. I think we've all played Breath of the Wild, uh, except for Icarus, the only person in the world who has not played Breath of the Wild. Um, <laughs> now up up until Breath of the Wild, uh, which I know that did you beat that? Yeah, twice. Okay, all right. So up until Breath of the Wild, every single one of the games that we've talked about had a bit of a formula to it yes um, the, minus, the zelda formula yeah minus maybe the legend of zelda from 1986 right i yeah. would say uh so a formula were, derivative uh from ocarina of time or or a link to the past i would say a link to the past and ocarina of time are very it's it's linear it's you know linear, I mean? like but, but the the glowy eyeball, you hit him with an arrow, then you smack him with a sword. That oh, was... oh, you're talking about, like, fighting mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah you, you find something in a dungeon that helps you get through the other part of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Z-targeting. Yeah, all that was, like, it started with Ocarina. Yeah, it was uh, almost, um, it was, like, almost Metroidvania-ish. But there wasn't as much backtracking, mm. you know, like the idea is you go from point A to point B, you collect things, the things you collect help you move forward. Eventually you beat the bad guy um, with Breath of the Wild. But but the thing about the games that really made them as great as they were, were obviously the puzzles and the items that you got. Uh, Twilight Princess has Wolf Link, uh, Icarus. Um the the it had a very tight story to it mm-hmm. you know what i mean like even though these games weren't really meant to have like a overarching story or timeline or anything all of the games had a very tight story they had a very tight motif the music always worked in you know with it you know it was it was a, a directed but a very well directed experience um and then Breath of the Wild comes out, and it is kind of the exact opposite. <laughs> you don't like Breath of the Wild is a is a giant semi empty sandbox. <laughs> you know, like like the the amazingness of it kind of wears off once you realize like there's only so much stuff I'm gonna run into. Yeah. You know, like there's only four or five towns. Uh, there's only, you know, like, like all the side quests are extremely limited. Yep. Um, except for Terrytown. Terrytown was good, you know, uh, like bringing all that stuff together was a lot of fun. Um, and the story takes a backseat to the uh, adventure, I guess. Yes. Uh, which is what you make it. Um, now, obviously, like, we had waited, 
I mean, this is what got me like really, really into YouTube was like the 2012, you know, we're waiting for Zelda. <laughs> like because or maybe it was maybe it was like a 2003 around like 2012 to 2013 where they had like there were like new zeldas coming out and we were like fuck yeah what's it going to be about where is it going to take place in the timeline like all this stuff and then the game didn't come out until 2000 fucking 17 dude <laughs> like in and and like the scummy moves they made with it too where they promised it was going to be on the wii u mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they dual launched it with the new fucking console Yep. And like everybody who bought a Wii U was like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, like, like this was the one thing we were going to have, dude. This is the one thing that we could say we had was in, was, was a fucking. It Zelda was the game only was, saving grace. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, and it ran shittier on the Wii U somehow, even though mm-hmm. the Wii U like should objectively be a more powerful console than the switch, but whatever. Um, so, so breath of the wild, uh, there was so much content made on it. I mean, from Donkey to every oh other God, video dude. game. Donkey's videos were so funny on it. Yeah, yeah, and that was kind of the best thing about the game was that you know with the physics engine and you know the fact that like if you saw it, you could more or less go there. Mm-hmm. You can climb. Uh, you can slip when it rains. Over Ugh, fuck and that. over and fuck over everything and over. about that worst mechanic in the entire game. Yeah, uh, like, oh. you know, you, like, there was so much to do and so little to do at the same time. Like, if you really went for the story, you could finish that game very fucking quick. I mean, the um, speedruns are insane, so you can just go straight to the castle. Yeah, you don't even need to play the story. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, like, I didn't really, uh, I didn't have too much feelings for, like, Mifa or... um you know, the Goron guy or the bird man or like, you know, any of that Mm -hmm, shit. Like mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't really give a fuck. Uh, like, because to me, it felt like the game I wanted to play already happened. Mm. And I'm in the aftermath of it. You know what I mean? Like 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 the dark souls issue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And like, it's, it's something that was actually remedied, believe it or not with Hyrule Warriors. I actually like the characters a lot more now because I played the shit out of Hyrule Warriors. Right. Which is uh, the, the actual battle that is already taking place. Yeah, the battle or battles, and it, it kind of explains yeah. like how things happened and like why this is the yeah, way you get it to is play through the all. history before Hyrule gets destroyed. Yeah, even though it's like a alternative history, technically, it's uh, like like Hyrule Warriors is technically not a hundred percent canon. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I know. It's just like Nintendo not wanting to like fucking say anything because they still haven't said where it actually where breath of the wild is on the timeline because mm. miyamoto hates the fucking timeline because yeah. he hates you um and uh yeah i mean that's that that's pretty much where we are like like don't get me wrong i like breath of the wild everybody fucking likes breath like who y- you can't not like breath of the yeah, wild I, mean, it's fun. I just don't it's good yeah i i just don't think it's the crowning achievement of you know the world like a lot like a lot of people especially like super duper nintendo fanboys pretend that it is Mm. um i mean not it's it runs in 30 fps when it can you know it's just like like it's it's again unfortunately nintendo has been held back by its hardware for the past like two decades yeah like since since the wii came out 
Mm-hmm. Because the fucked up thing is the GameCube was like just as powerful as the fucking Xbox. Yeah. It was like almost as power, almost as powerful as the Xbox. The, the Xbox was, was a fucking, fucking awesome. powerhouse. The GameCube was sick, yeah. But it didn't sell well, so Nintendo was like, fuck that. Meh. You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like they mm-hmm. like very much like Shigeru Miyamoto was when Donkey Kong was successful. Nintendo got butt hurt because their powerful console didn't fucking sell. Um it doesn't matter how much you loved it, yeah. you know. And that's the thing is, like, I loved my Wii U. About all sorts of shit. They, they really do. They're, they're like, they hey, really stop, do. stop promoting our game on YouTube. Fuck you. It's like fuck oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> and now they don't care anymore. Yeah, and now they don't give a fuck. Yeah, unless they do. Unless they do. Like it. Dep- you know what I mean? Like we don't use Nintendo music in our in our videos unless it is a remix done by somebody I know. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. I know that I'm not going to get fucking copyright hit for it. Yeah, thanks, um, uh, Cutman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what do you mean? The, the 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 GameCube didn't have enough JRPGs for you? Dude, the GameCube had Tales of Symphonia. The GameCube had uh, Fire Emblem. Fire, Dude, GameCube had a Fire Emblem game that's, like, worth hundreds of dollars now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there's there was some there was some JRPGs. There was two. There, there was some <laughs> stuff. There was some things. There was, like, one or two. Uh, and Smash Bros. <laughs> Melee, dude, it was fucking awesome. Like, yeah, I love the GameCube, dude. We all had everybody I knew had GameCubes, yeah, because you could pick them up yep. for like a hundred bucks. Yeah, I had know? one as well. Yeah, um, I I currently have four. <laughs> that's, no that's too many. It's <laughs> <laughs> more but, uh, GameCubes than you need. Yep, and so so next year in twenty twenty three, it looked like what did it say? Like like in uh, May, March. Wait, May. Yeah, in May, we're going to be getting uh, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. The Legend of Zelda, um, the Queen is dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's so oh. funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it looks cool. It looks like they're adding a new verticality to it, you know? Yeah, which is great. Um, yeah, like, from what we saw in the... Um, in the trailer, uh, you know, it looks like like the the big thing about Breath of the Wild was like you just walk out into this open expanse and it looks like that one shot from the game manual of the original Zelda. And it looks like in this one you walk out and you like fall off a fucking cloud or something. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, um but uh yeah, so it looks like there's a new level of verticality to it at the very least. I'm personally hoping that um I don't know. I don't know what I hope for it. You know, I think this is the first time I hope it's fun, that, like, and I hope that well, I mean, it's gonna things be don't fun. break as easily. <laughs> mm, yeah, it would be nice if weapons uh, stuck around a just, little bit just longer. Just a little weapon, bit longer. Just just a smidge, you know? Yeah, the weapon degradation is 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 was a little bit rough yeah. in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, I mean, anytime they put that in a game, everybody gets upset. You know, like, it's just, like, one of those, like, I, I just wish that there was, like, a way that you could have, like, kept some of them and repaired them. Yeah. Yeah, right? Or crafted them. Yeah. Like, you have this entire crafting system. Why can't I craft weapons? Yeah, you know, I can you, make you're telling the craziest me I can make fucking a cake? food, but, like... Yeah. Yeah, no, we hear each other. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah. You, can make the, you can make awesome armor. Like, the amiibo functionality was really cool in Breath of the Wild. Like, there was a lot of cool things. Like, you could you could play as Fierce Deity Link uh, if you had if you had the Majora's Mask amiibo and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that was pretty dope. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, 
I'm still annoyed that they haven't given a definitive Breath of the Wild uh, timeline. Um, but my guess is that it takes place in the Fallen Hero timeline. So that would be that would be the one where uh, you know Link dies. Def- uh, the the Hero of Time dies fighting Ganon. Mm-hmm. You get a Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, um, Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Se- uh, sorry Link Between Worlds. Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, Zelda, and Zelda 2. Mm. Um, and then Breath of the Wild, thousands and thousands of years in the future after right. that. Like, I think that's probably why they, they haven't given it a timeline, because for in order for that world to evolve the way that it did, it would have had to have taken thousands of years. Right. Because, I mean, if you think about, like, I, I don't want to, like... I don't want to get too far into like fucking it's a game theory world, but like <laughs> if you think about how long it takes something to be passed into legend. Yeah, it's a long it time. It usually takes it usually takes about a thousand years. I, I was gonna you say know? probably a thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah, I mean look at look at Christ. You know, look at Julius Caesar, look at uh, you know, like Cleopatra and stuff like that. Like like all of these legendary figures. Um Homer. You know, like, like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a, it takes at least a thousand years um, for things. I mean, Japan has plenty of legends from, from, you know, 1000 AD and stuff like that. Legendary samurai, legendary swordsmiths, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. So in order for like most of the shit that's happened to be totally forgotten, it would take like, uh, some kind of cataclysmic uh fucking you know happening to happen right um or uh, like ten five ten thousand years you know so it's hard to say and not to mention not to mention sorry all of the technology that mm-hmm. they were able to create i mean they were they were using automatons they were using uh you know like they had they had fucking ipads they, 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 <laughs> they had jewish space lasers like yeah yeah. They, they yeah programmed into spider thingies yeah well if they had a marjorie taylor green to uh to to accuse the jews of burning down california then they were already at the brink of destruction uh, so i guess we can who do you think that. zelda is yeah i guess <laughs> Don't do that to Zelda. <laughs> Zelda's a good girl. Marjorie Taylor and uh, also be careful making fun of Marjorie Taylor Green because because she could beat the fucking shit out of both of us, dude. <laughs> She's scary. First of all, she has a lot of guns, and second of all, she crossfits like a motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure she owns her own CrossFit gym. I don't like um, that, but no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. I don't think there's a lot of Jews out there doing CrossFit. Um, so watch out. Marjorie Taylor Greene's going to come put you in a fucking chokehold. <laughs> hey, you leave my people alone. <laughs> <laughs> leave my people be. <laughs> this is this is how anyway. we... Th- this, is, uh, this is how the plagues start, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, I think uh, I think that's long enough for today. Uh, we I did go over every major Zelda game. Um, so I think we are going to put this one out the way that it is uh, without doing anime week. And honestly, I don't really, I, I we really just did anime, anime week, week like two days ago, a couple days ago. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Just the exactly. last podcast. So I have nothing new anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know, future Zelda is looking good. 
except it's going to be on the Switch, so it's not going to look that great. But you know what I mean. Um, it's looking good, and, just not not that good. <laughs> yeah, somebody was talking to me on Twitter. They were like, you know, I would love to see the new Zelda game launch along with the next, you know, Nintendo console. And I was like, ain't going to happen. You know, like not to mm-hmm. not to like crush your dreams or anything, but they said it's coming out in May, um, which is more than they ever did for breath of the wild like they never gave it a launch date until they were sure that it was going to come out and by then they had already announced the switch so unless they're like unless nintendo is going to announce a new console in like fucking five days Uh yeah there's no fucking way like i i think unless it's backwards compatible i don't know i don't know what they could do i don't see it like yeah like their their competition is stiff as fuck dude like devin devin has a steam deck so I've been I've been able to see the Steam Deck and it is uh really nice. Mm, <laughs> like yeah. it is it is really fucking nice. Um and it has the entirety of Steam on it. So That's pretty good. Yeah, like in you know what the only thing that isn't on Steam is is Nintendo games. Mhm. And like a couple Sony like Sony originals, which is like Horizon Zero Dawn. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like you're yeah. so much. And not only that, but if you pre-order a fucking uh, a Steam Deck, you're gonna actually get one. And which is crazy. If Nintendo comes out with a new console, you're not gonna fucking get one. Remember how hard it was to get a fucking Switch back? And I camped outside a fucking GameStop, dude. I actually bought a tent so I could camp outside of GameStop in February to make sure I got a fucking pre-order. Wow. That's how fucked up it was getting a fucking Switch to on day one. To make sure I had a Switch on day one. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to being a gaming YouTuber and not having any connects. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. The ground is cold in February, okay? It doesn't matter if you can't feel the wind. The ground is very cold and hard. That's fair. That's um, true. Yeah. Uh... And I was first in line, dude. I got me that switch. Nice, good for you. But yeah, yeah. So, anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening to the Bonsai Podcast. I hope you learned something, or at least uh, were able to revel in some gaming history. Yeah, and, gaming uh, history. That was fun. That was fun. We we don't really like we don't really get to do gaming content a ton anymore in a in a in a way like this, but. Um, we, 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 we can in the future because we have this podcast that we're actually trying to make into a thing now. So yeah, we should probably promote <laughs> it at some point. <laughs> I- I- Icarus, I can't tell if you're memeing on me or not. Uh, but it was Twilight Princess has Wolf Link. It's also one that unless you have a GameCube or, uh, um, or a, a Wii U, you're not going to be able to play. Um, well, I guess there's Dolphin. You could play it on Dolphin. Yeah. But the Wii U version is much better looking. Um, anyway, everybody, thank you so much. Please check out our Patreon uh, to keep this show ad free. I mean, we've been ad free for what two years now? I think, right? Uh, Shit, I definitely got charged for our for our Podbean account. Oh uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> this, yeah, fucking. I'll have to remind you on payday about that. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Like I said, check us out on Patreon um, and keep the show ad free. And we will see you next week with another mm, random topic.
Yeah. <laughs> it has to do with things that we like. That's right. how we do it. Later, everybody. Boy. Have a good time. Bye.